Hi, Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. HIT stands for honesty, integrity, and trust, so you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call him anyway and tell him I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. Oh, there it is. It's Customer State Podcast. We're going to play the music a lot louder. We're ready to go. <laughs> That's right, bitches. We're back. Fame. What's up, everybody? Guess the fuck what? It's Customer State's motherfucking podcast today. Hope your kids aren't in the room because we're starting strong. And it's fucking Friday. It's Friday. I don't know about you guys, but we're fuck. kind of uh, living off those St. Patrick's vibes fuck. right now. So wait. Yeah. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, I just my busted goodness. my can opener. I am here for it. And you know what? Mike, grip my tall can. Ooh, bitch. What's happening? You asked him before me. Wow. So fucking There's rude. a little bit of jealousy in the studio, but we're going to set that aside to let you guys know that hey, this is jealousy. a Customer States podcast where we talk about everything in the automotive industry. And some I... out. What? And some out. And out adjacent. adjacent around, in and around the podcast mouth. mouth. Um, You knew what's up. Coming to customer states soon. Our new beverage line, Tangent. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's with a sidecar. It's with a sidecar of Tangent. Um, I'm Allie Paul. I feel like that was more of a bomb. Hi, guys. Um, This is our therapeutic podcast that we do every week. I am a warranty administrator. Every other week. Every other week. For the time being. Yes, until life calms down a little bit. There's a lot of fun and exciting things happening. So this is all for you guys, the listeners. I have existential dread. Yeah, everything's fine here. Don't worry. Everything is fucking fine. <laughs> Nothing here. is burning down around us. Um, so I have been a warranty administrator in the automotive industry dealership adjacent field uh, for about thirteen years. And to my left is a wonderful man. 
He's a man I call my own. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> you are in danger. No, just kidding. Um, Jacob Rikus. Thanks Hi. for being here, Jacob. Hi, everybody. My name's Jake. I have clinical depression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's me, not you. <laughs> I'm a service advisor, and that is my therapy. I get to think about doing bad things to customers. Do I act upon them? Not at all. That's bad. But anyways, um, I am a glorified uh, technician assistant. Or what is it? Technician secretary? What's the thing? Technician uh, assistant? Technician secretary? bitch. Technician bitch. <laughs> technician a tech bitch. Secretary, yeah. A tech bitch. So anyways, uh, I've been doing it for, it's going to be four years in May. Four years in May? Five, yeah, something. It's been long. It's been a while. Not 13 years, but I'm smarter than that. Anyways, to my left is Mike. Um, hi, my name is Mike Sarah. I am the senior master technician, shop foreman, and transmission technician at a Ford dealership. And to my left is Eric Montenegro. Hi, that's me. What's up, bitches? I'm so happy to be back here. This is very exciting. We're having a good time. Uh, I'm Eric Montenegro, as Michael so eloquently put it. Heavy line technician for Murder Company for five years. Murders. Uh, yeah. Yeah? You yeah. know what the problem yeah. is? Yeah. I don't have any gas. It ain't got no gas in it. No. That's what I'm doing, Didn't I do that? Yep. Mm. That's the problem. Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> That's not my story. It's not my story. Well, then you should start. Clever girl. With the never-ending raptor. Can I try to make a raptor noise? Okay. It's not going to be good. We all expected that. That was actually pretty, yeah, that wasn't bad. That wasn't half bad. Well, kind of hurt my throat, I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I was expecting her to go, chicory <laughs> That's When I'm looking for someone, that's my noise. Well done. Like, chicory-chee, chicory-chee. As Jake says it from across the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. I just go. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we find each other. We whistle. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Told I've, you there was changes. I've had the past two weeks. I have had nothing but problem vehicles. And in turn, my hours suffered. But it is what it is. It's the nature of the business. But specifically, one of those vehicles was the never ending Raptor. Hmm. Would that this? be a raptor? Yoda? I see what oh, you did. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Somebody had to find I, I picked up what you were putting down. I was just waiting for you to whamp, stop. Whamp. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so this vehicle came in. This vehicle was in prior for a check engine light. And I, something else. I don't remember what it was. But uh, when it came in and the check engine light had some timing codes, uh, there was a very, very loud... Uh, cold start rattle and actually it was so bad it wasn't doing it only at cold start it did it just about every time and we advised him hey you need phasers he was out of warranty by time not mileage um this could lead to catastrophic engine failure if you don't handle this problem he declined the repair <laughs> he left came back a month and a half later which Fast forward to two weeks ago <laughs> to have the repair done because now it's running rough. <laughs> tried to wow. warn you. Tried to warn you. What a concept. And there's smoke out of the tailpipe. Oh, yay. 
That's just because it's cold, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a couple of other things. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. So I sold them the phasers. I ended up having to sell him a left-hand turbo because the oil seal within the turbo failed. That's why I was smoking on the tailpipe. <clears throat> so I do the repairs. I do the phasers. I do the turbo. Now, I'm pretty sure I've covered before that when I rode test vehicles, I rode test them doing various... On top of the hoods. <laughs> I Call plead, back. <laughs> I plead the fifth. As you're um, a lawyer, you're allowed to. Okay, thank you. I do various driving habits because I don't know how the customer drives their vehicle. It being a high-performance vehicle, I've floored it a couple times, right? Because the customer may redline his shit every time he gets on the freeway. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I, of course, do it safely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do... Anyways, so I did a couple of heavy pulls on it, and it starts misfiring while I was doing the pulls. I'm like, okay, cool. Usually when it misfires only under load, nine times out of ten, it's an ignition coil. All right, cool. Eric wants to be under load. I do. Several, actually. Um, So I get back to the dealer. I get back to the dealer. I scan it, and I have a misfire in cylinder two. Okay, cool. So I swapped the coils. I road tested again. Misfire moves. Perfect. Need a coil. Guess what? Don't have one in stock. Wonderful. So coil comes in the next day. I slap that bitch in there. Misfire in that cylinder goes away. But now I have a misfire in a different cylinder. That's oh. fine. Same conditions. All right. Cool. I got another bad coil. So I'll order another coil. I order another coil. Same thing happens again. It moves. Fuck. Okay. Get the cannon so, out. Get it out. No, it's not a parts cannon because it's just rearing its ugly fucking face. Every time we fix one, the others are showing their ugly face. So anyways, I said, fuck this. We're not going to keep doing this. So I order the rest of the ignition quills, which ends up being a weekend later. So frustrating. So I replace all six ignition coils. Awesome. Guess what? It's not misfiring under load right now. I have full fucking power. All while it's raining, mind you. Um, oh, yeah. It's yeah. Wet. It's been a lot of rain over mm-hmm. here in mm-hmm. Southern California. Whoever made that song fucking lied. <laughs> it never rains in Southern uh. California. Complete bullshit. Anyways, it's a 90s R&B song you wouldn't know. I know. So I replace all the ignition coils. I do a couple pulls. It's no longer misfiring under load. As I'm turning a corner, it starts misfiring at idle. Are you fucking kidding me? All right, cool. And it's like a dead misfire. Cool. So I have a misfire in cylinders four and six. Awesome. I get back to the shop. Um, As I pull in, it starts smoking out the tailpipe again. But... Uh, this time it's black smoke. Mm. All right, cool. So um, I shut it off. I restart it, and it's a consistent misfire. Like, all right, cool. So we're dumping raw fuel into the cylinder. Leaky injectors. Good times on the left bank only. So I ended up selling him all of the injectors. Well, all of the high-pressure injectors on the left bank. And uh, it fixed the problem I did a couple road tests, and the vehicle finally left yesterday. Twelve thousand dollars later. Fuck. Jeez. Jesus. Is that Let me rephrase that. Twelve thousand dollars customer pay. Fuck. Later. Yes. Wait here. Hold on. Oh yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, it that's was, accurate. It was, an, it was uh, 22 hours for me. Nice. Oh my hours. goodness. Yes, it was very nice. One million dollars. A million. Yeah. million. That's what the customer says when he thinks. Oh, when... oh I, sorry. Real quick. I left one thing out of that story. What was it? So after I did the phasers and the turbo and I did the road test after replacing those, there was a loud rattling noise when I got back to the shop. The turbo failed out of the fucking box. Oh, shit. After the road test. So I had to replace the turbo under service part warranty. So I got to work on this vehicle numerous times. For those of you wondering what happened, it was rattling at idle. And when I removed the turbo, I was doing my inspection. Uh, the wastegate was binding. Mm-hmm. You should be able to move those wastegates relatively freely by hand. And I had to get a fucking pry bar to get the wastegate to move, and it wouldn't close all the way. So at idle, because the wastegate wasn't closed, the door was rattling in the turbine housing, and it was really yeah. Anyway, so it was fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's fine. fine. Yeah, everything's fine. fine. The warranty admin actually came to me today. He's like, "Hey, so I have to send in documentation for this turbo you replaced under service part yes, warranty." They do. I'm like, "Really?" Like, that was fast. We just shipped the vehicle yesterday. Yep, they wanted documentation and a story as to why. Your um, your manufacturer may require it upon submission. Mm, so that could be warranty. the reason why he had to submit it so quickly. I've like never didn't had get kicked back. I've never had them come and ask me for more information because they required documentation on a service part warranty so quick. Yeah, service part warranty especially. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyways, so that vehicle finally left. That was Yay! But, it was a funny story. So funny. That it makes you think of a joke. It does make me think of a joke. You know what my favorite kind of jokes are, though? What kind? Dad jokes. Oh, Lord. Do you know where you get dad jokes from? From your dad. From the database. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> womp, womp. It's, it's like three pages away. I'm sorry. Dad That's not why it's far away. The dad You base. should know, though, when the jokes are coming, was, you, you need there. to, to cue there. it up. Eric, are you dead ass? I'm dead ass. Oh, I'm so getting. I'm, I'm learning all the cool lingo that the kids That's are using old. nowadays. That's like a couple years. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Okay. You're high. I'm not. You are. I wish. You're smoking crack. No. Crack's don't, bad. Don't well, that explains a lot. <laughs> Jake may steal my thunder here, but what does a dog say when he's serving breakfast? What? Bon appetit. Of course. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's problem. Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> I have a guy who gave me those jokes. Well, so let me get to the uh, uh, got gas one first. So I we've touched about this before on the show about um, a customers coming in with no fuel and B, I had one of those today. Yeah, and B customers coming in with like some sort of idea that we're supposed to magically road test their vehicle and figure everything out with again no fuel in it. In all fairness, oh, don't you don't you start defending on. somebody? I, I'm not trying to defend them, <clears throat> but in my experience, oh my god, at the Lexus dealership, well, 
they happily refuel your car for you if there isn't enough fuel to do what they're going what they need to do and they cover the cost themselves hi sir welcome to toyota plus yeah it must be nice to have a toyota you know, Why? I was I have just. To, I, have I was to, I'm merely. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to take. You know, I have to take one stab. I love Lexus. <laughs> Lexus <laughs> is a beautiful vehicle, and <laughs> and they have even be- more beautiful drivers. <laughs> they have a program called the Lexus Drivers Experience. Do they really? And they take you to a track, and you race, and they teach you. What do they call that? Drifting? Defensive driving or, oh. or whatever it is. Offensive driving? Maybe. I don't know. Run them over! <laughs> Buy a Lexus. They'll give you fuel when your car messes up. Well, yeah. So, Anyways. So, any case. We, any case. we've talked about this before, how it's not my job to not go and make your vehicle safe and proper for our technicians to road test. That's not your job. No, it's not. It's and not so, job. what that means is like, I don't want to have disgusting old nasty food in the car. There shouldn't be empty bottle cans and banana peels. There should be no used underwear in the vehicle, things like this. Also, there should be fuel in the vehicle for us to drive your vehicle for a drivability concern. My technicians cannot drive your vehicle if there's no fuel in it. Makes sense, right? So Go figure. So we go pull this vehicle in from the service drive and it's got four miles till empty. Nice. And the service advisor is telling me, oh, hey, um, just go drive around the block real quick. Customers, you know, uh, customers said that it's got an issue. I just want to know where to send it. So I get in the vehicle and again, it says, you know, uh, at the time it was like, you know, nine miles till empty. And I said, whoa, oh my God, this is insane. I cannot drive this vehicle anywhere, nor can anybody else. We're almost done. So I take it around the, you know, block, literally city block driving limit. And by the time I get back at the dealership, it says four miles empty. Right. So I had taken a customer or I had taken a technician out to listen to a noise on this vehicle. Well, as we're pulling back into the service drive, I see the customer standing there waiting for his ride. So I pull into the service drive and I roll down the window and I say, excuse me, sir, like, do you mind to take your vehicle over to the gas station, put some fuel in it so my technicians can road test this vehicle and then bring it back into the dealership, get your ride, whatever. Mm -hmm. Everything's all good and well. The customer then proceeds to walk up to the door and tell me and the technician that I was road testing with that even though the vehicle says four miles empty, it'll go at least another 20 miles until it runs out of fuel. I was going to say the same goddamn thing. You have reserves. Yes. Well, I... We all know that we have reserves. However, I do not want to have one of my technicians run out of fuel on the road and have to wait 45 minutes for a tow truck to come and pick them up and bring them back to the to Well, the I don't think your technician is driving at 20 miles. You know that you're if you're past the L.A. County line, you can dial 511 and somebody will show up within five minutes to give you a gallon of gas or more for free. I feel <laughs> I feel like the point of this conversation no is oh, lost. No. Yeah, because... if you're in L.A. County, you dial 511. They send a dude out. You say, hey, I need gas or a tow to the nearest gas station. It's paid by L.A. County. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. No matter what, you should never let your vehicle get that low on fuel because it's Why not, not good. Michael? Well, it picks up all the sediment from the tank, and it's also not good in case it aerates. That is that an old, really old wives' tale. Not a wives' tale because it was true back in the day before they had socks on the filters in the tank. Not every that was pre 
socks in the tank. Not and when they weren't made out of plastic and other corrodible materials, we're past that point. So, so anyways, let me let me pose it to you this Eddie way. Gaze. So you yes. so you have a vehicle. You have a vehicle that has uh, it says on the dash four miles till empty. And it's a guess. And you, so what I'm you, hearing is 24 miles to left. Exactly. You pull it into your driveway. And then that night, there's a major earthquake that shuts down all the fuel pumps. How are you supposed to get around and do all the things that you need to do? It's siphon, a minor it's inconvenience. Gas. Who the fuck cares? Use my extra couple of bottles of gas I have in the garage. Drive one of my other vehicles. My, ele- my electric? Not all of us have 17 cars, Aaron. Ew, I have three. <laughs> I only have three. You have four if you include your partner. David. That's okay. two per person. Fine. Two gays and a vulva. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> My husband drives a Volvo, by the way. <laughs> oh God! Moving on. Who's the guy? Yeah. And why do you have one? Yeah, I so, want one. So I had posted this picture. Um, I guess by the time this episode airs last week, and um, la 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 la. There were many pictures. It was of a blue F one fifty, and on this F one fifty, it had the most custom of modifications, the most fantastic of modifications. Let me were explain you, to you what they are. You reroute the spray line for the spray nozzles on the windshield wipers and fill the bottle with Jack Daniels. So when you turn it on, you can fill a cup. Uh, no, that was uh, Trailer Park Boys, but that is very intelligent to do. Um, so this vehicle don't drink and drive. <laughs> this vehicle had. Um, in the rear, instead of having the normal fender flares, which weren't even fender flares, they were just like accent pieces that were bolted on. Um, they put like Chevy Silverado front fender flares on it that weren't cut to fit or on the appropriate sides or <laughs> end of the vehicle um, that were held on by uh, really big wood screws. Oh, The vehicle had leaf springs because it's an F-150. It also had... And I'm holding up air quotes, coilovers. Mm. They were shock absorbers with adjustable coilovers on them and air support bags for the leaf springs. Mm. Then when you go to go open the door, the door is completely rusted out. There is a ton of aftermarket wiring inside of the engine compartment that I assume makes the vehicle run better than what it did before because the check engine light was still on and it ran like absolute dog shit. Every body panel on the truck was either covered in, you know, a couple inches of Bondo or cut in half and literally taped together. The, the pictures on our social media will, will show you it all. But yes. then we, we tell the, the customer came in for some sort of recall and we tell them, oh, well, the recall, we took care of the recall, but that didn't fix your problem. And the problem is this, that and the other. Oh, well, I have a guy that that'll take care of that for me. If the guy that's going to take care of that for you is the guy that's been taking care of the rest of this truck, hmm. please do not ever come back to our dealership again. <laughs> well, was do probably the brake booster recall. Well, you know, and on a side note with that, I have a guy. Sorry, I'm <laughs> sipping my tea because... Isn't that coffee? We got drama. Yes. It is coffee. The, but what is coffee but bean tea? The th- It's bean juice. The thing mm. in this industry that always... Makes me giggle and fume at the same time is when people come in 
and they go, I'd like to get an oil change, tire rotation, regular service, cool beans, that's what we're here for. We're still gonna inspect your vehicle and we're still gonna tell you everything that's wrong with it because we're gonna c cover our ass. Oh, and yeah. plus, we're mm -hmm. gonna let you know everything that's wrong with the vehicle because if you take it somewhere else, you find there's something wrong we didn't tell you, we're the bad guy. Anyways, so the real basic bullshit of a dealership. The thing that pisses me off about that, customer comes in, regular service, we perform it, we send the, you know, the inspection. Hey, you need a drive belt. Hey, you need a fucking number three motor mount. Hey, you need a transmission flush. Hey, you need brakes. All of this shit. And they come back to you with, oh, well, I have a guy. And the thing that confuses me is if you have a guy, why, why can't he do a fucking oil change? Why did you bring it in the, in the first place? If you've got a guy that can do a fucking oil change <clears throat> or he can do your brakes or motor mount or any of this, he has all the means necessary to perform your fucking oil change. Why are you wasting my time? Because the guy is only there when there is a problem. Right. And they don't take it to him for regular maintenance. So right. now that you're telling them they have all these problems, now I can call my guy to fix all these issues because he's cheaper than the dealership. Yeah. That's Thanks why. for diagnosing it so that my guy doesn't mess that part of it up. Hopefully he doesn't mess the repair part of it up. My favorite thing is when they come back where they want to get the brakes done cheaper, where 18-year-old Carlos or Bobby or Joe forget to put the car into maintenance mode mm -hmm. and they fucking decimate your calipers yeah. and then you've got to come in with a dog like a dog with his tail between his legs and go what's this going to cost me to fix give me $2,500 in your formal apology and I'll make your car run again <laughs> yeah yeah I like mm -hmm. the formal apology which you'll never get no snap on disappointed your money recently. pays for the formal apology exactly your tears that flavor my tea <laughs> and i can enough of an apology <laughs> what you like salt in your tea i do salty, salty. tea Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> uh, oh it's my funny God. you bring up those rear brakes because Snap-on is just, they disappointed me recently. And I get it. I do get it. My aunt has a 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Okay. She needs rear brakes. Great. I'll be happy to take care of those for you. I have a Snap-on Modus. It's not the top of the line. It's an older model, but it does everything that I need it to. It's a scan tool. Okay. I apologize. It is a scan what tool. What was the word that you said? Snap-on? Snap-on Modus. The Modus. model oh, is okay. Modus. So <clears throat> it does what I need it to do. And I get regular updates every six months. They update the software to the newest vehicles, blah, 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 blah. I go to work on this thing and... It won't, it communicates with the vehicle, but in the ABS section, it doesn't give me an option to put the brakes into maintenance mode. Perfect. All right, I need an update. I go back to my Snap-on dealer, he updates it. Now, mind you, my aunt lives two hours away from me. Okay, an hour 45 if I drive fast. Oh my God. So oh, I okay. ask him, is there a way to make sure that this option is in this menu before i drive two hours to go work on her car again the update's stuck oh it's it's fine it, it'll take care of all that okay of great so i'm gonna drive out to her house again on another weekend that i have available and go do her breaks so i drive out to her house again only this time i don't take off the wheel until i 
plug my scanner in <laughs> to make sure that I have what I need. And guess what? It wasn't there. It wasn't there. <laughs> and I go Nothing and I... Nothing is fucked here. Nothing is fucked. I'm like, why am I paying for a fucking subscription if I don't have the ability to do brakes on a 2022 vehicle? Yeah. This vehicle came out in September of 21. Why don't I have software for this yet? What is the deal? Well, you know, there's always a delay. As soon as we receive the information, we put it out there so we can download it on the scan tool, blah, blah. I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I paying for this if I don't have what I need? This is 2023. We're in 2023. Yeah. It, should, it should be out there and available for all the technicians. Fucking ridiculous. So I unfortunately had to tell my aunt, I'm sorry. Here are your brake pads that I was able to purchase for you from the dealership at a discounted rate. But I can't do the install for me. You're going to have to have the dealer install them for you. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Fucking frustrating. That's why. You stick I, with Matco Tools. Thank you, <laughs> Jacob Rikus. I love you so much. Shout out to Nick Lowridge. Hi, Nikki boy. Who I saw the other day. Yeah, you finally. We all. Oh, also. I the don't same... know if he saw me, but it was raining, and I... I saw the truck slow, and I was waving like an idiot, I so told... I think he saw I... me. I told him the following week. I'm like, did you see that one lady with the red hair walking next to me waving at you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's Allie. That's well, my wife. there was a separate instance, actually, where you weren't with my me, wife. and I was walking into <laughs> the wife. Volkswagen sales, yes. sales uh, showroom. Yes. And I saw him slow, and I was, like, waving, like, freaking Forrest Gump and Forrest Gump. Keys? Hmm. Has it been 30? No. In, in three minutes. Oh, okay. So it's a preemptive. It's a pre-com. So I'll make mine quick because it's not that big of a story. And, I'll and then save you'll my, do yours. I'll save my second coming for the second half. <laughs> so. That sounds so wrong. I, <laughs> I, was in, <clears throat> I was in the service office. I was walking through the service office. I don't remember why. But uh, I was walking past the service advisor's desk and the parts manager was standing at one of the desks and he was talking with a couple of porters or lube techs. I don't remember. I think it was porters. Lubies or boobies? <laughs> a couple of porters and the service advisor. And he was on the phone and he hangs up the phone. I happened to walk up to see what they were doing. And he tells the lubies, he's like, okay. He's like, they'll. I later learned that he was talking about the... Um, jumpers so that we have to you know to jump the dead batteries so he said they'll be by uh, this week or whatever to pick up the yellow one and they're going to bring you the big black one <laughs> uh -huh. of course I we guess. all looked at each other like <laughs> like really did he just say that he's and he goes but it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have a head or something like i don't know what he said but it got even more sexual if you will <laughs> and so even i giggled more. even more and um i made some kind of comment of course because i couldn't resist about because you're mad at montenegro indeed about me being able to do that um but i don't use my hands and i see the parts manager's eyes get really wide i'm like what <laughs> and i hear this deep voice in my ear behind me goes well, that's really interesting. And I turn around to find the GM of the store standing oh, behind me. So I'm like, I, 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 I had 
Yeah. <laughs> I looked at him and I'm sure it turned bright red. I had ROs in my hand. I slapped him on my on the desk. I said, Well, here's my letter of resignation. It was nice knowing all of you. I'm out. And I walked outside for the dealership. And I turned around and walked back into them, of course, all laughing. And he was just giggling like Oh my god. <laughs> you should always check behind you before you make an inappropriate comment. Situational well, awareness. Uh, oh the my room. god. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't make any inappropriate comments the other day. I think it was yesterday actually. Um I got a call from my service manager Volkswagen side. He said, "Hey, when you have a minute, come downstairs." I was like, "Oh, okay." Like it sounded like pretty urgent. So I was like, okay, I'll be right down. I come down and I'm glad I didn't like say some bullshit thing because A, I was on speakerphone. Like what the fuck do you need when, now? Yeah, you know, whatever. I was on speakerphone. I come downstairs into his office. There's four Volkswagen of America employees there. Four suits. No heads up. No nothing. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, what if I had something on my face? You're in the middle of eating a sandwich. Yeah. I'm like, a little bit of heads up would be good. Just a simple, hey, Allie, I'm here with the suits. Yeah. <laughs> and also, my service manager on that side is so comfortable because he is, like, this close to retirement. And he just says whatever he wants. He's like, oh, yeah, Volkswagen, and use the R word. Volkswagen rapes us of this, that, and the other thing in Ooh. front of these four Ooh. Volkswagen employees. Ooh. And I'm just like, what in God's name is going on right what now? What in God's holy what name are you blathering about? Like, we, I was just like, okay, well, glad you, glad you feel that. And they love him. They've known him for years. Yeah. Typical. Nothing. They're all in their no one flinches mid-50s, except for early me. 60s. And they're like, <laughs> he said rape. <laughs> You know who I absolutely love? Oh, okay. <laughs> Our, Our sponsors. sponsors. Yes, I love specifically Nick Lowridge from Matco Tools, supplying us with Matco Tools and Milwaukee products. You know who I love? Who do you love? I love Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing. Me too. I love that guy. Supplying Justice Brothers products. Absolutely. Jamie Andy. Jamie Andy. And I like tacos. Only from Tacos. El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore. From Raymond. Run by Raymond. And his creamy guac. Don't forget about that. I also love using Spotify to listen to my music. All the time they have the best mixes. It's the best to use on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Indeed. We'll be back. Something smells delicious in here. Yeah, it does. I'm hungry. Jake, are you eating El Ranchito Taco Shop? <coughs> that looks amazing. What did you order? <coughs> Tacos. Um, what? <coughs> Guac. Jake, are you choking? Get out of my way, Michael. He needs a Heimlich. <coughs> oh my god, I cannot believe this is happening again. Jake, you know you're allergic to avocado. One generic allergy medication later. Are you okay? <sighs> yeah. Almost dying is so worth it to have some El Ranchito creamy guac. <laughs> Thanks, Eric, for trying to save me, even though I wasn't joking. I know. I just wanted to get you from behind. <laughs> well, I guess this is a good time to tell everybody that if you're ever in the Inland Empire and are craving some great Mexican food, visit El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore. <laughs> Seriously, I follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. El Ranchito Taco Shop. More than just great Mexican food. <laughs> Mm. 
dee 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 le doo nip 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 Oh, man. You gotta be more explosive about it, though. Hey, hey, Mike, I love it when it's more explosive. That was all for Daddy Vic. Welcome back. We're back to Customer States Podcast where we talk Hurry about back. anything and everything regarding the automotive industry in and around our auto hole indeed thank you to all of our sponsors we really appreciate you we'll go through that list at the end we appreciate you putting up with us anyways on that note i am finning to get drunk tonight bitches (laughs) (laughs) ali do you remember what finna means Fixing to gonna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me say it more white this time. Fixing, Fixing to gonna. Oh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of more white, one of my porters, Israel Contreras, is not white. You know, no. definitely not white. But we call him Izzy, and one of his favorite things to do is when he says something with his accent, whatever it may be, and I'm around, he turns to me and he goes, Hey, Jake. How do you say in English? And I say, you know... I love that you say that with a Russian accent. You're fucking... I love it. I get what you're doing, but it was funny. But he asks, he's like, so how would you say my name in English? And I'm like, Israel Contreras. And he goes... Israel Contreras. <laughs> if you were from Texas, that would be perfect. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I love people with accents. They We hear the accents from, you know, to us... When they try and sound like yes. us, because it's not from them. That's not their normal oh, it's great. voice. It's yes. to me, it's fucking hilarious. Ali, I have Veronica. 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 Mi amor. Mi amor. Um, <laughs> I had a human biology or no human uh, physiology teacher that was Indian. Who lived in Canada for many years. Oh, I'm sorry. And then moved to the United States. So she had like an Indian Canadian accent. She said A all the time. It was wonderful. I loved it. It was so so interesting. Hello, buddy. It was. Hello, A. Hello, A, buddy. A, buddy. Like one of the smartest people I've ever met. And she is so funny, too. So funny. So funny. So funny. You guys want to hear me come? I do. Again. Over the and second over, time. Over, second time. Yes. Sure. So if Sure. This might have not been the last episode, but the episode before last. Whatever it was, I spoke about a specific customer who we over and over and over told there was nothing wrong with the vehicle, and I kept it kind of vague. But now that this is finally over and done with and we've covered all of our bases and she can't inevitably sue us for nothing wrong with the vehicle or sue Mazda specifically or get a buyback, lemon, blah, blah, blah. You had the engineer come out on that one. Exactly. So the whole thing behind this was she thought that the vehicle was consuming oil. And I also touched on the fact that she just can't read a fucking dipstick. And And it's a turbocharged engine. That way you drive like an asshole. It's going to consume oil. Correct. So, but she doesn't drive like an asshole. And there was this back and forth where the mom uses it mainly because her daughter is 
of special needs, but she can still drive the vehicle. But when she can, she drives her. It's a whole thing. So when we were back and forth with figuring out what was wrong with it, sometimes we got the daughter and she had a hard time getting across what was wrong with it. And then we'd get the mom and she would explain it, and that was wrong. But anyways, so what we did, and of course, Mazda of North America, you know, told us to do a few things to like watch and see where the levels are. Right. And my one technician, Eugene, who was the one who was actually doing this overall look, is he notched the dipstick. Yeah. Unknowing yeah. to the customer. Mm -hmm. Of course. That's our knowledge. No need for you to know what we did. Yeah. It can't be fucked with. Right. Out of sight, out of mind. So this time the car comes back in. Mazda tells us, hey, tell the customer, come back in in 2,000 miles. Mm -hmm. That's the amount of miles that they want it to sit after we do the check. Yep. Don't touch the oil level, blah, blah, blah. We bring it in. She comes in and she goes, so what are you guys doing today? And we tell her, we're going to check your oil level. We're going to do a full circle inspection like always. I'll call you in a couple hours once it's all said and done. She gets her free loaner. She goes on her way. We take it to the bay. Eugene checks it, pulls the dipstick, wipes it, dips it, and pulls it. Oh my God, it's yeah. right on the fucking notch. Wow. What a concept. Weird. It's just where it was. Did we take pictures and video it? We sure as fuck you did. You did, yeah. So after this is all said and done and we send the video inspection to the customer, I call her and might come pick up the car. And of course with these, you put in the RO, the time that you called the customer, what the date was, you inform the vehicle was completed. That way, if they wait or whatever reason to go, a family member passed away, I can't be there for four days, we don't get fucked with it being there for longer than 48 hours. We can't. We're good. We're clean. Legally standing. So she comes to pick up the car about an hour later, and she walks up to my desk, and she goes, so how do you know that it's at the same level? Because... She got the video, but once again, not very knowledgeable over the whole entire automotive area or right. what to look for. So I'm like, <laughs> let me tell I'm you. I'm so glad you asked. It's funny you mentioned this. So I bring her out to the car, and I pull the dipstick, and I wipe it, put it back in, and pull it. I'm like, you see this little notch right here? She goes, where? I'm like, this little guy, that little bit of metal that's missing right there. She goes, what is that? I'm like, oh, my tech cut that. So we would be able to figure out where it was. It's no longer those two dots. It's now this. So there is a perfect visual representation of where your oil is supposed to be. She goes, when did you do that? I'm like, oh, your last inspection. She goes, why? I'm like, so that we can make sure that everything's perfect for your vehicle. And she kind of got that look on her face like, I've been fleeced. <laughs> I can't trade back in this car or claim lemon law because I did a purchase that I shouldn't have. <laughs> so we wrap it up all that close the paperwork send her to the cashier just need the signature then you can be on your way as she's leaving she stops and she turns around and she goes so the next time i come in it won't be for any of this concern anymore it'll just be for maintenance huh i'm like you're sure right on that we'll see you for your regular service and i'm she turns around she leaves and everybody kind of looks at me and I'm like, she'll never be back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. You're not wrong. So that's another one that's wiped clean. And Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also, there is one other thing that was kind of a weird one. We, guy has a new Miata. Number one, it's already a red flag. 
it's red, second red flag, and it's gay. A, and it's a convertible top, third red flag. You gotta try fucked up. Chad, I'm sorry. He's gay. He's not gay. His wife's oh. very pretty. Well, that you know, I mean, can't say that. Yeah, that was never mind. I redacted. Um, <laughs> he brought the car in claiming that the car is, it's a manual. The car is not going. I'm Eric. What? Oh, it's Lord. a manual. <laughs> if it's a stick shift, it's a manual. If you yes. put a sombrero on top, it's a manual. <laughs> um, <laughs> stupid. So, Do you read the repair, Manuel? <laughs> not very well. I told you that. I told the podcast that story, right? I don't think so. But. Where it was continuously written in the notes that referred to the repair Manuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was spelled Manuel. Manuel mm-hmm. instead of Manuel. It was so wonderful. I love it's it. It's the little things in life. So we had this guy come in. The Miata had 800 fucking miles on it. Brand spanking new. And he goes, the car's not allowing me to shift into third, or it's rough, or whatever his exact words were. And we're like, mm, these don't usually have issues, and right. there's a break-in period, number one. So if you're driving it like a twat knot, it's going to feel a little rough, or you just aren't super great at shifting the vehicle. So multiple people drive it. One of the, you know, service advisors, service manager, technician, you know, we kind of get a feel for everybody, how you think. Yeah. They all perceive it. Nobody really notices a concern. It's like the one service advisor drives stick pretty much religiously. The other guy knows how to, and the technicians have drove thousands of them. So it's the customer that's making the problem. Right. So we're like, we don't feel anything. This is feels like normal operation and somebody who is granted enjoying their vehicle but driving it way too effing hard at 800 miles so of course that don't fly Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with the vehicle you're wrong it's i've been doing this for years and i've had thousands of other manual vehicles blah 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 so we continue to test drive it and i forget who feels the abnormality in the third gear shift. Mm-hmm. So we call Techline, of course. And really without batting an eye, Techline goes, oh yeah, it needs a trance. We're like, what? What? We're like, what? I'm like, you guys are never, it needs a trance, just so do it. It's a very common concern, apparently. Don't know, but as soon as or we... Or they knew to say that. But as soon as we said, hey, it's having yeah. a hard time shifting into third, and it's not doing what it's supposed to, and you got to force it into gear only in third, they go, oh, yeah, it needs a trance. Order it. That's funny. That would be like uh, Ford saying, oh, hey, we'll tear apart this entire transmission and replace these three components, and then hope to God that it works at the end. So we ordered the trance. It goes in probably next week. That's weird. Very weird. Must be nice. Interesting. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I don't know what it is about my life that um, my life attracts. <laughs> Sorry, all of these near-death experiences. I uh, feel like the listeners because only the good die young. Indeed, I feel like the don't listeners enjoy hearing these stories, but. 
So, pick apart this story however you will. I am going to tell you exactly what happened and what I think happened. Um, so, we had a... <laughs> <laughs> you can tell... If you could hear that, this... I'm, I'm, that's wait, the I'm deep, waiting. <laughs> that's the deep thought beard scratch. So, we had a brand new F-150 come in from a local business, if you will. Uh-huh. Was it a rental agency? It was not. Ah, uh, bummer. So it was an independent a, shop. It was a utility agency. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Uh, so we had just acquired this contract. And when I say just acquired the contract, I mean that same day. Oh, shit. And I'll go even as far to say as an hour prior to me receiving this vehicle. Jesus. R.O. And the head honcho from this company was just sitting in the manager's office when they made the deal and your our vehicles are going to take priority blah 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 yes great everything is fine and dandy Mm -hmm. okay great well we have a vehicle here right now wonderful we'll take a look (laughs) at it for you today right so they bring it over to me because other people can't look at it okay fine and the customer's concern is that the rear end is locking up I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, well, why don't you send it to brakes? It's probably a brake issue. They're like, no, it's not a brake issue. I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) So I go find this vehicle. This vehicle has 14 miles on it. Jesus. No. One four. (laughs) One four. One four point zero (laughs) miles. Okay. So. Wear and tear. I, I go and I find this vehicle, right? And... I started up and I put it in drive because it was backed in the parking space and it wouldn't move right away. I had to give it some gas and it's just a clunk and a clunk. And mind you, I'm barely pulling out of the space and it's doing all this. I'm like, whoa, that's fucking cool. There's obviously a problem here. <laughs> Customers not lying, but I understand what's happening now. Cool. So I wanted to see if it did it in reverse. Duplicated issue. Reverse. <laughs> Duplicated concern. Verified customer concern. Yeah. <laughs> Rear end is locking up. So I put it in reverse and same thing. I had to give it some gas to get it to move and there's a heavy clunk and it moved and there's a grinding noise. Now, mind you, I'm backing into a space that's next to the building. So the bumper is going towards the building. So I back up a little bit and verify that it's doing it. And I wanted to get out and go take a peek under the rear end and see if I see anything obvious before I pull it into the shop. So, okay, this is where y'all are going to make your judgments and shit like that, okay? <laughs> okay, everybody, wait. Just okay. And that's fine. I've, I've accepted that. But at all the same right, time, right. wait till the end to make your final judgments. Okay. 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 I was going... At a fast pace. I was like, go, 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 go. Okay, because I had a laundry list of shit to do. They just wanted me to take a look at it. Not to tear it down or anything. They just wanted me to, hey, take a peek, see what's going on, you know, so we can let the customer know. Okay, fine. So I'm going, I back it up. I see, I want to go take a peek under the truck. So I throw it in the park real quick. This is a 2023 F-150 with a column shifter. I throw it in the park and I go to hop out of the truck and I won't say it 
shoots backwards, but it moved at a very brisk pace in reverse to where it knocked me down. Mm. Mind you, I had the door completely open. And so I lost my footing and I kind of fell and I dove in and I hit the brake with my palm, with my hand. And I look back and it's like inches from the fucking wall. I'm like, now rewind a little bit. As I was knocked down, I hear this horrible crunching sound of metal and popping noises. It's like, oh, fuck. And I, at that point, I dove in and I hit the brake. And I turn around and I look. And the driver's door is folded back oh. all the way to the front fender. And, <laughs> and the bottom corner of the door is dug into the front bumper of the transit van I was parked next to. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. This is fucking awesome. No, I do. All of this is happening very fast. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, maybe I didn't put it in park. Of course, I immediately started second guessing myself. I'm like, maybe I didn't put it in the park. Fuck. So I, I hold the brake with my hand and I come up to the column shifter and I try to move the column shifter up in the park and it doesn't go any higher. It's all the way up at the top of its travel. I'm like, fuck. And I look down at the instrument cluster and it's showing that the car is in reverse. Like. Well, and I check it again and it won't go any higher. I'm like, fuck, man. So I turn the ignition off and then the indicator moves to park. Mm. Like, okay, cool. So I let go of the brake and it's in park and the vehicle's not running anymore. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get this truck unstuck from this transit because they're stuck like two dogs in heat, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. So... I try to pull forward and the door starts folding back and it's digging farther into the trash. I'm like, oh my God, stop. So I have one of the poor, now mind you, there was three other people that were standing only two cars away and they saw the whole thing. Eating their popcorn <laughs> they're, they're, and yeah, watching they're this staring, happen. Just, you know, and they saw yeah. the, they hadn't run over yet. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, not really. Help but, a sister out, please. Right, seriously. So I, one of them ended up going to get the keys for the transit and they backed the transit up the fucking six inches it was able to because it was so close to the wall. And then I pulled forward at the same time and freed the door and it made this horrible sound going back oh, into no. position. <laughs> yeah, it, it broke the door check and it bent the hinges and it smashed the fender and the door is trash, if well, you will. good news, customer. You're getting a new door today. <laughs> and a fender. <laughs> and again, this is on a vehicle that we had just acquired the contract for less than an hour before I touched the car. So, and a big contract. A big contract. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for the... the, the um... So, at, like I explained, I couldn't put it... There was no higher position for that shifter to go into. I tried putting it in the park again, if you will, and it was already at the top of its travel. Now, the thing about these F-150s is... Well, a lot of the mo most of our modern um, electronic shift vehicles is if you open the driver's door while the vehicle is in gear and the engine is running, it automatically shifts it to park mm -hmm. because, you know, it doesn't want the car to move. It doesn't want that to happen. Exactly what <laughs> happened. So 
what I think happened is that in my haste to get out of the car, I shifted into park at the same time as flinging the door open and it confused the fuck out of the truck and didn't know what to do. So it stopped in reverse as I moved the shifter manually because it will electronically move the shifter all the way up into park. Yep. And so although I moved the shifter all the way up into park, when it was electronically shifting the transmission, it stopped in reverse because I had already flung the door open. And that was what happened. That's what I believe happened because I checked it a hundred times after that and it shifted into park every single fucking time with the door open or closed. So yes, I do believe it was my fault, but at the same time, it's the way these fucking vehicles are designed. It should have just gone in the goddamn park, especially since I was manually moving the lever. Everybody's allowed one mistake. I see, and I still don't no feel shit, that it was a mistake. One. Fuck you on that. I love you, but fuck you. Because the first thing I did, I, I called the general manager. I'm yeah, going to let him yeah, know yeah. what's going on. Of course, of course, hey, yeah. FYI, this just happened. And of course, I call him, and he is cheery as fuck. Oh, What's no. up, my favorite sexy heavy line mechanic? I'm like, fuck. Damn it. <laughs> I can't wait to tell like, you how bad I just messed up right now. Uh, right. It's going to be a great conversation. So I let him know what happened, and he's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. He's like, I'll process it as an insurance claim. He's like, it's not a big deal. He's like, don't worry about it. Just take pictures, send them to me, and move on. Okay. That's almost worse than the person getting upset. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not waiting. Upset. I'm waiting for my beating. No, you know, no. I'm just disappointed. Um, you know, like, just like, give it to me straight. Like, tell me how upset you are with me and let's move forward. He was totally cool about it. I think what I was most bothered by was the fact that when I went in to go tell the fixed ops director, because he's acting as a service department director right now, when I went to go tell him about it after he was done with his meeting. I walk in and I'm explaining to him what happened, minus the part where I got out of the vehicle too fast. And <laughs> the first words out of his mouth were, well, that's okay. We all make mistakes. I'm like, whoa, 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 no. whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, no, there wasn't a mistake here that was made. I said, the vehicle didn't shift into park like the it was supposed to. Yeah. Something malfunctioned and it didn't go into park. That's why it shot backwards, and that's why the damage happened. And then he was like, oh, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, he doesn't believe me, and I really don't give a you. fuck if he doesn't believe me. And I really don't care if the rest of the... Oh, everyone knew in a fucking heartbeat in the rest of the goddamn shop. And I really don't care what anybody else thinks. I know what happened. The people who were out there saw what happened as well. It is what it is. Gas but, travels fast in a small town. And it's, a, and it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine here. This is <laughs> fine. fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you know, shit happens. Yes. You know, if I fucked up, so be it. I, and I feel like what I have perceived happened is, in fact, what happened. But if that is what happened, then there's a problem. And, and that could potentially be a liability to Ford in the future. It, it really should. 
if you they if there is somebody manually moving the lever, that should override the electronic control. But you did try to duplicate it multiple times. I and did. You weren't able to duplicate I it. I did, and I wasn't. So, oh, so the funny thing. We'll end the story right here. But I ended up so right I, here. Right here. Right here. Right here. So I pulled the vehicle in and I put it in the air, and um, I had somebody in the vehicle and I had them put it in drive. And I'm under the rear end and I'm watching the drive shaft and the pinion just do this. And I'm doing circular bouncy motions in the differential housing. It's just bouncing all over the plate. I'm like, all right, fucking cool. Maybe the manufacturer forgot to put in the bearings, you know, something. Obviously, the pinion's loose as fuck in the differential. We end up pulling the differential cover. No gear oil comes out of it. Cool. At no. Cool shit. Wait. The only thing in the differential housing is assembly lube. I love carnage. Fucking carnage. The pinion took out the goddamn differential case. Yes. Noise. And the carrier and broke teeth and did wonderful things to that rear end with only 14 miles on it. 14 miles. Hard and dry miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very nobody dry. wants nobody wants a dry hole. You know, this is a learning lesson that oil is important, that in even just 14 miles, it can cause that type of fucking problem. Hashtag lube is your friend. Uh, PSA, lube is your friend. Indeed. So that A-P-B. was my near-death experience this week. No, that was last week. I lied. I lied. Mm. But you're here. You're Indeed. queer. Get used to it. That's me. That happened at work, by the way. Um, so so I, work. <laughs> I just want to talk real quick. You know, uh, I've become slightly more of a manager uh, over the past few little times. And um, one of the biggest things that I see is uh, people not working. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when, what's new? When we're at work, we're at work to work. Jake? Nope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Jacob dropped their portable coffee. It's a Yeti. It is sponsor. a Yeti, Yeti coffee tumbler. mug. It's a Yeti tumbler. And uh, he dropped it once and then tried to pick it up and then he dropped it again. It's slippery. It's not like I live here. Anymore. Slippery little sucker. Slippery little Um, So we are at work to work. Indeed. If I'm not mistaken. Indeed. And so back in the day, and I don't mean to date myself, but back in the day, it was like, you know, you'd work as hard and fast as you can to get everything done. That's what he before said. Before the end of the day so that you can fuck around and talk around with your friends and, you know, do whatever you want, work on your own car, mm-hmm. leave early, whatever. I, I find that now it's more of like a social gathering and not more of like a workplace. And that's just like a little upsetting. It's like if if people just remember that, you know, you are here to work, you're you get paid more if you work harder and faster, which is not to try to pressure you, just to try and get efficiency out of you. But if you spent a little less time jaw jacking, you'd have a little bit more time to get your stuff done. And then you can jaw jack at the end of the day all you want. Jack all you want. I don't care how much you jack. I it's love fine. jacking. And I just I feel like it's it's hard for people to understand that this is a place of business. We need to get stuff done. And when all the stuff is done, then you can goof around. 
The and work ethic isn't there. We've talked about this before. The work ethic of this generation is just absolute shit. Hey, it's not even just this generation. Boop, I mean, goofing. it's it's like people, you know, a few you years goofing. older and you a few goofing. years younger than us. <laughs> I mean, it's it's upsetting. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. It is what it is. I don't know. I feel like that. I know as a manager, you're saying that. But in my particular field, I feel that the managers are the worst offenders. Not Mike. Makes it kind of ironic, Obviously. really. It depends on how close you are to retirement. Like, I've literally gone up to a co-worker's desk and to ask them a question and them roll their eyes at me because I interrupted their, you know, candy backgammon. Yeah. Oh, they're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and there's a running joke with one of the employees at my work that um, he always knows what's for dinner because continuously, no matter what, if you go into their office, they're looking up some kind of recipe. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Specifically recipes. You know what? If you're going to do that, you better bring something fucking into work to share with the class, mm. in my opinion. Indeed. So you get, uh, or you had corned beef since it's Friday. Corned beef. Oh yeah. My office manager is such a peach. Every, uh, St. Patrick's, Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day, she makes several crock pots of corned beef and cabbage. Mm. Oh, I need to bring, I have already brought in salad. Broughton. Are you taking one of ours? I think I'm had already done that. Yeah. Okay. Because we already celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Indeed, we did. Whoopee. Happy St. Patrick's Day to y'all. SPD. Who has a story to tell that just says stories? Yeah, that was my topic, and I kind of just feel a little bit off this week, but I generally was just going to get into it about stories. That Warranty that, stories? Warranty stories. That the what we need, what the most important thing is, is the cause not mm -hmm. what is happening to the vehicle. What is the root cause of failure? What is the root cause of failure? And it just, it's really hard to get this, out, get it out of these guys for some reason. I'm not trying to make a innuendo here, but um, <laughs> why did the connecting rod explode through the side of the block why did the bearings spin yeah. why is there no gear i know this joke why is there pitting on top of the the piston why did the water pump fail hey internal seal failure so that's that's a great a great example so the water pump is leaking why is it leaking why is it leaking because internal seal failure that's it. I feel like I need to, to make a little, like, sheet of keywords of what is wrong. Now, when you code a warranty claim, you need a damage code. Yes. A, so the, no matter what manufacturer you work for, there's going to be some kind of failure code, damage yeah. code, symptom code, some something <clears throat> like that. Right. And if... I know some manufacturers, some dealerships do have their technicians put those codes on. Hmm. Do you guys have to do that? No, we don't have to. Some of us do. 
So it's an optional thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe just handing that sheet out and just being like, this is just include these keywords in your story. Kind of to dovetail off that and I'll be quick about it. I've recently found out that, okay, I feel that my stories are more than adequate. They are. Your stories are amazing. You've seen my stories. I feel my stories explain everything very clear and concise and cover everything that needs to be covered for warranty purposes. And beyond that, I type the same story, whether it's a customer pay ticket or a warranty ticket. Because I want the customer to know why they just paid 22 hours. And I got to say that's what I appreciate about you. (laughs) Thank you. I want the customer to know why they paid so much money for all this labor. Okay, well, this is everything I had to do. That being said, I recently found out that my warranty administrator has been changing my stories after I submit them. And it's kind of... Bugs I only, me. I only change shortening stories, uh, not necessarily shorting them, shortening them, but more of changing the verbiage of it. No, like straight up changing something. I'm like, wait, why? How is that different than from what I typed? Like, it bothers is me. Is it grammatic? Is it a grammatical? No, it's not grammatical at all. There's no errors. I double, triple check my stories to make sure that it is grammatically correct and it makes sense and it's not redundant. But he changes the wording of my story, usually at the end, because everything in the middle, he doesn't know, you know, it's the more technical stuff. Right. Mm. He doesn't. It's he changes the end mostly. And I'm like, I haven't confronted him about it yet. What are the change? Like, is there any pattern of what the change is? Do you have any? I don't have an example. I have to get one. Um, I'll get one for you. I know I can think of a specific RO that he had changed and it bothered me. I'm like. How is that different from what I type? Anyways, but I digress. I will I will confront him about it. And I'll be professional about it, of course. And I'll ask. Uh, the first thing that's in my mind, why am I wasting time typing a story if you're going to change it anyways? Yes. What is, why am I, why am I doing this? It yes. takes time to do this, but you're still going to go in there and change it. What for? It's the same. In now, granted, he's been doing this for 20 some odd years, 30 some odd years. Which is fine, but at the same time, in my five years, you know, <laughs> I know it's not that long, I have never had something get declined because of a story and lack of information. And like you said, you've seen my stories, and from a warranty administrator standpoint, they are more than adequate you know, to cover what they need to, to cover. And Sam has said the same thing. I love you, Sammy. Hi, I miss you. Oh, I miss Sam. But anyways, I digress. We are reaching the end of our episode, and I will wrap it up here. How about with one more jokey joke? I'm ready. I'll make it quick. You can play the music. It'll be fast. What do you call two lesbians in in a closet? What do you call two lesbians in a closet? Shoemates? No. A liquor cabinet. Oh, Lord. I saved the best for last. I'm gonna tell my mom that one. She'll like that <laughs> you one. You should. We'd like to thank Nick Lowridge from Matco Tools. I'd also like to thank my mom, Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. Hi. How Sylvia. about Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing? But of course. Ding. Ray Moon from El Ranchito. Taco Shop. And, and Lake Elsinore. And all yes. of our VIPs. 
and Spotify. Thank you so much, Spotify, for sponsoring us. Spotify, thank you very much. Thank you to Dale. Thank you to Norman. Thank you to everyone else who makes this possible. Don't forget to check us out on CustomerStatesPodcast.com. You can email us at CustomerStatesPodcast at gmail.com, which just also happens to be our PayPal. We are on all of the social medias, even though Jake keeps dropping and flipping everything off the couch. The Fuck off, seats. Michael. Um, I cannot wait until the next week or the next two weeks when the new episode comes out. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Happy St. Patrick's Day to Happy y'all. Shit, I hope you wear your green. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get pinched, and it's not by me. Pinched. Well, they already would have gotten pinched. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I don't use my hands. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to end it on that note, but with that, we say bye. We love, love you, you. <laughs> bitch. Bye. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States Podcast. And then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service, trust, results.